Hello, everybody. This is Daniel Gregory. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. This is episode 342. So whether you're listening for the first time, checking out the podcast, which I hope you enjoy, or you're a longtime listener and you've been with it for a while, I really do appreciate the little bit of time you give me each week for listening to the podcast. I wanted to talk to this week about clarity. And I think for a lot of us, you know, when the clarity slider came out in the digital world, we all got excited because it gave our images that little bit of punch right there in the mid-tones, a little, little more edge definition, a little more contrast, a little more separation, made the images feel a little bit more dimensional. It was easier to get excited about those prints because of that clarity. But I think one of the biggest challenges when we talk about clarity is our first thought, I think if you're a digital photographer, goes to that sense of clarity. If you're an analog photographer, maybe it goes to accident, sharpness, getting things into focus. But I think the bigger challenge for a lot of us is the sense of what is really clarity all about. Because as we think about our images, as we think about sharing our images, part of the job of that sharing of the image, of the creating of the image, is we're attempting to make these abstract things that we see that we respond to in the world and emotionally connect to in the world. So, you know, as we think about what really makes a great photograph, We've got all the forms of composition and framing and all those elements, but on some level, there's this connection that we make to the subject and the subject matter. As the person who sees that and then figures out how to create that construct through the camera, camera lens, viewfinder, when I then present that work, I want some sense of what I felt, what I thought, to come through to the next viewer, to the next person who steps up to look at the photograph. I want them to feel like when they look at it, they also get a sense of that idea, that feeling that I had. They resonate and connect. And I think for all of us, we, we start to understand over time that we, in fact, can't guarantee that that's going to happen. I can't make a photograph that assures that every single person who looks at it has the same viewing experience. So what I strive for, what I attempt for is creating images that you know pull at my emotional and psychological and spiritual connection to the world. And then hope that that's enough so that when you look at the photographs, you will also have that pull. You will also have that sense of there's something more to this photograph than just the representation, the documentation of the objects that were in front of the lens. I think the challenge really comes in in making sure that that's done well is understanding this notion of clarity. And again, the idea of clarity, as, and I talked about this at the slider at the beginning, because I think the notion of that clarity slider is really interesting because it goes both ways. We can make things soft and fuzzy, less clarity. We can make them sharper, more egregious, more defined, increasing clarity. But I don't think that's really what clarity is all about. I actually now have started to think, you know, maybe that's not the right name for that slider because I don't think it provides clarity. I don't think it makes things easier to understand. I don't think it makes things easier to process. Clarity is having a sense of something and having it become clearer, getting a sense of clarity that there was this fog, there was this haze, there was this lack of awareness, understanding, and that through some action becomes clearer. And I think for the challenge for a lot of us is as we're looking at our cameras, as we're thinking about our images, are we able to get that notion of clarity, that notion of what is important in the photograph communicated to somebody else? Have we been clear in what we did and the choices we made with the camera? From a technical standpoint, 
from a psychological standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint? Have we identified those particular aspects of the photograph? And during the photographic process, did we make some attempt to understand what is it that we were trying to communicate when that image was made? Did we have a sense of purpose? Did we have a sense of understanding? And sometimes that may be subconscious. You know, we're kind of clicking on auto mode and we discover something really cool in the photograph after the fact. But that idea that each photograph has a purpose and that each photograph communicates something. It may not communicate it well. It may not communicate anything interesting, but it communicates something. And one of the challenges I think we have is again, returning to, do we have our own sense of clarity when we make the photograph? Do we have our own sense of purpose when we make that photograph? And if we're struggling with our photographs, that we return to looking at them from a sense of identifying what is clear within the photograph and what is not clear within the photograph. Is there an area where you can remove some of the ambiguity to provide additional information to the viewer? And maybe that's in your editing process. You know, a lot of dodging and burning is about leading the eye through the frame. As we look at points of contrast and brighter areas and dark areas, do we see sufficient shadow detail? Do we notice things in highlight? How does color and saturation envelop the image and envelop us as a viewer? What are the tonal, what's the tonal palette the photographer might have used? Are all of those things helping us get a better sense of a clear purpose to the photograph? My feeling is, you know, not having surveyed down thousands of photographers on this, is that when we get honest with ourselves in our critique and we put that image up on the wall and we're looking at that photograph and it's our own photograph and we start to get feedback and people are just not responding to that photograph. As we analyze our own response to that, you know, I think figuring out what isn't clear in the response that we have versus what other people have. Did I in fact do something in my photograph? Have I in fact created something that is causing me to have a response that is born more out of a desire to bypass and accept that the thought was clear in my head, but the relaying of the story confused it, created a sense of ambiguity. And photographs that even have ambiguity are still predicated on a sense of clarity of understanding ambiguity. You know, we are intentionally creating ambiguity in the photograph. There is clarity of purpose with that. So I'm not saying that every photograph has to have clarity in the sense of it's in focus, it's sharp, it's well-defined, it's completely understood. But that as we approach those photographs, as we look at those photographs, as we think about those photographs, do we in fact have the ability to look at them and say what is clear about the photograph and what is not clear about the photograph? And again, you know, a lot of the language we use helps us define and predicate our behaviors as we look at images. And maybe clarity is not the right word for you. You know, maybe it is narrative, story, emotional response. But I would encourage you to try on some different words as you're describing photographs. And if you normally say, well, it doesn't, the story's not clear. If you change your language to say 
this isn't clear in the photograph, or this lacks clarity for me in my understanding of the photograph. That Does that shift then how you might approach the work the next time, or as you edit the photograph, or as you continue the critique of somebody's work? Does it make you respond differently to what you might have done behind the camera? Because again, subtle language and subtle language changes sometimes create, again, access points for us to realize things we haven't realized before, to recognize something that we didn't understand through the use of the language that has become, in many ways, habitual. We become comfortable, we return to those comfortable slippers and those comfortable sweatpants of critique, and we don't actually dive deeper to access what really matters in our understanding of those photographs. I also think when we think about larger projects, it's the same thing. We put together 20 photographs for a body of work, and maybe three or four of them don't provide additional information into that story, into that narrative, into that sequence. They, in fact, create a lack of clarity because now I'm confused as to why those photographs are in there. So whether it's the single image, larger set of images, I think it's worth returning to this point, thinking about this point as you, as you belabor and look at the work. And again, I think judging clarity as a technical thing inside of a digital photograph or in an analog photograph as perceptions of sharpness, as perceptions of dimensionality is one possible definition of that. But returning to, do I have an awareness to bridge the gap between me as the creator of the photograph and you as the viewer of the photograph. If there's not clarity in that conversation, now whether I like the photograph, don't like the photograph, immaterial, the bridging of that conversation is by making sure that I have some clear message and clarity of that communication so that the bridge between us through that photograph becomes clear. Because again, I had an experience behind the camera that I'm putting into the photograph that I'm hoping somebody else will then have an experience by looking at that photograph. And I have to be really aware of that. I have to be clear in that. And that's where I need to have my clarity. So I would encourage you to think about, as you look at your photographs, thinking about what is ambiguous in those messaging, what is ambiguous in your understanding of your own work, and where do you have points of clarity? And does that shift your response? Does that shift how you have conversations about your work? Because I think you might find, again, a subtle shift in language, a subtle change in the language might offer you something interesting to consider when looking at the work. Don't forget next week, October 4th through 8th, free week of Photoshop training through the Photoshop Virtual Summit. You can get a link to a free pass or the VIP pass, which will give you access to everything after the conference as well. You can get that in the show notes, jump notes for the conference. You can also go up to PS Summit com and register there. Thanks so much. Hope you have a great week. Really get out there and do something creative. Or if you just need a little respite, stay home, make yourself a bubble bath, light some candles, drink some wine, hot cocoa, whatever it is that relaxes you and make sure you give yourself a little break. Thanks so much again for listening and I'll see you next time.